Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday, November 16th, 2023 Vail Park and Recreation District Board Meeting. All members are present. Mike, would we have any changes to the agenda this evening? No, sir. <coughs> Next item agenda is approval of the minutes of October 26th. <coughs> I'll move to approve. I second that. Okay, I did call up and um, make a change to the minutes in section. Well, it's uh, 12 and 12.2. I changed the minutes to reflect my true intentions of what went on, and the changes will read so you could scratch 12.2 from your agenda if you like, but uh, Director Armour shared his concerns related to the upcoming capital expenditures of the district, which included Dobson, golf carts, employee housing, just to name a few. Due to the large dollar amounts for both Dobson and golf carts, his concern was both being budgeted in 2024. And maybe we should consider postponing the golf carts until 2025. Mr. Weaver responded that the Dobson would not be in the budget, the 2024 budget, and that project would be started in 2025, and that we should go ahead and purchase the golf carts in 2024. That was my change to the uh, minutes, so would you approve those amended minutes? So moved. Second. All those in favor of the minutes is presented. Aye. I also am in favor. Um, next item on the agenda is public input. This is your opportunity to speak on something that is not on tonight's agenda. And I forgot, uh, Nell, is there anyone who's out there in Zoom land who would like to participate? Seeing no public input this evening, I will close public input and move to item number five, new business and special orders. Um, alternative ice, Eagle County fairgrounds for Dobson ice, arena renovation mike you wanted to bring us up <laughs> that's a mouthful um mike would you like to bring us up to speed or let us know what what's going on there yeah so this is mainly for the public i think there have been a lot of questions about what is going to happen uh happen to uh, skating programming when dobson is shut down for its renovation we have had some talks, very good talks with Eagle County. Um, they have showed an interest in us uh, putting temporary ice in their uh, indoor horse arena that they have right now, which is located on the Fairgrounds property right next to the rodeo site. Um, you know, we haven't got any t into any contract negotiations, but they have expressed an interest in doing that. Um, so. I think what we'll do is, and um, that site, um, it, there's plenty enough room for a temporary sheet, but we need to look at how we can put stands in there so that people can watch. Uh, we need to look at how we're gonna handle concessions. Um, it's not quite, you know, what Dobson is as far as operations, as uh, like there are no locker rooms or showers there. But that won't pre preclude us from having excellent programming. So I think what we'll do is uh, staff will, um, at the appropriate time, I think we need council to 
to approve the budget uh, going forward with Dobson and at that time we'll get with Eagle County and start talking about what we can do um, you know Eric and I do have concerns about the cost of building and then operating that ice it, it will cost the district a great deal of money and so we need to um, as we move forward in the process we need to make our council counterparts aware of those costs and so we'll staff will start trying to put those together so that we have a good idea when we get to that point of what it's going to take as a monetary commitment to have temporary ice down in eagle um, i know that some people would like the ice to be other places but this is a place that is covered um, and uh, wants to have us it has all the infrastructure we'll need but we'll have to we'll have to work on that for instance they have they have water there but we have to you know we have to run plumbing to that ice surface we'll have to run electrical to that to that uh, electrical service to that ice surface so a lot of costs are unknown yet and so that's why it concerns us but we'll start investigating that so that we can have a at the proper time when council is ready we can give those numbers to them and we'll have numbers as as to what we believe or want to budget to operate it like would this be the 25 26 um yes it would season? be the fall of of 25 correct okay well thanks for that update and clarification i hope those in the viewing audience uh, appreciate that we are moving we are working and we are concerned yes thank you <clears throat> Next item on the agenda, uh, continuation of public hearing and adoption of the proposed 2024 budget. Eric, can you lead us through? So really uh, went into pretty great detail uh, in the last board meeting, walking through everything uh, and really had almost no revisions. Uh, the main item we did have was that, uh, as everybody knows, Proposition HH failed. We did have a contingency line item, kind of a negative revenue, uh, if you will, a contra revenue in the budget, so we were able to remove that. Um, we do have a, still a question mark. Every every budget in every governmental entity in Colorado right now has a question mark, whether they know it or not. Uh, the legislature was called back into special session after HH failed to consider uh, property tax relief, and no one knows what that means or what the calculations will be. So what we would be asking for is the board to allow us to uh, adjust the mill levy if they bring down residentialists. Let me back up. Uh, several years ago, what year did we do the election, Mike? 2018. 2018, the, the voters of the district authorized the district to increase its mill levy by one mill to 3.76 mills. Um, it also had language in there because at the time we had the Gallagher Amendment that was constantly changing and lowering the residential assessment rate. That the question said, can the district uh, adjust its mill levy basically to make the district whole for any further reductions uh, in those assessment rates? So we are able to adjust for that. The part that's new is the legislature last year put into uh, affect Senate Bill 22-238. That also gave the first $10,000 of the value of your home tax-free. If you're a commercial unit, it gives you the first $30,000 of uh, your property for free. 
our mill levy question didn't ever contemplate that the legislature would do anything for this. So we're not able, it's very complicated, we're not able to adjust if the legislature gives part of it tax free. We're only able to adjust when they change the rate at which properties are assessed. So it leaves a giant question mark of what we're, will our mill levy be? And then rather, rather than having all of our governmentalities come back and do another uh, board meeting to readopt a budget, we're asking the boards to say, give me the flexibility to adjust the mill levy uh, based on whatever those final uh, assessment rates are. So if they increase the amount of tax-free portion, it will decrease the property taxes of the district. If they only change the assessment rates, assessed valuation would come down, we would adjust the mill levy up and it would be the same dollar amount theory. And the, the mill levy adjustment, if, if we go with the full, what we've talked about, is 0 0.117. Not really significant, but we've got it in there. Yes. <clears throat> So removing the contingency for HH helped us, uh, but certainly we don't know exactly what uh, what it will end up being. You can see my red line changes from the time before. I just thought it'd be a good way to present. Um, overall, uh, a lot of the revenues for the departments, you see minimal increases, and we went through uh, all the fees last board meeting and approved those fees already. So you do see some of that taking effect here with some a little bit increase there and then certainly some changes in participation. Uh, some programs were completely full this year and we don't wanna say we want budget for that every year. Uh, certain other programs we say we might expect to see some increases or decreases, but generally they're pretty consistent. Uh, when you see the upticks, it might be because of a minimal uh, increase in fees. I know that's very brief. Uh, can I answer questions on the revenues of the district? All right, well, let's move to page two of that. Uh, as we discussed the last time, almost every department, when you see an increase in the costs, uh, the major driving factor is the personnel costs both for the increase in compensation for our full-time year-round uh, employees per the uh, compensation study that we uh, approved and implemented as of October 1st, uh, but also for hourly wages uh, for our seasonal staff as well. Uh, and you know, a lot of departments continue to run not fully staffed. And so certainly hours increases, if you will, compared to the forecast but really hoping that we can get those positions back filled. So you see an increase in the rates, trying to get those positions uh, filled. For the most part, really nothing stands out uh, hugely in terms of uh, other uh, expenses, operational expenses for any of the departments. You do see a few ups and downs, but nothing uh, out, too out of the norm. Again, I know that's a very quick summary, but we went into pretty good detail with all the departments last time. Happy to answer any questions on operating expenses. You mentioned insurance rates are increased by 9%. Um, do we as a district shop insurance occasionally? We do not. So almost every district in the state is insured through the Colorado Special District Property and Liability Pool. And not to say we don't shop them, but it's consistently come back that unless you're a fire department or something very strange, this is the place to be. It's basically, the biggest part of it's basically a nonprofit entity because it's just made for special districts yep. and it's set up specifically of addresses everything that we would need. So it's very hard to get other coverages 
and when they do to by the time you try to add in everything we need the costs of it just get to be uh, out of line so thank you yep all right, then we can move to the next page, which is debt service and capital. Uh, we ran through the capital last time, but again, uh, just to reiterate, because it's such a big number, uh, we do have about $4.6 million worth of capital included, and you can see the items up there. Uh, this does include the purchase of three Timber Ridge employee housing units at a current estimated cost of $1.7 million. Certainly, as we know from uh, reviewing this, that is subject to change. Uh, based on final pricing of the project. And so I don't know the other, my guess is that it probably, at least all of it would not be due in 2024. We just don't know exactly what the construction timeline is and when the contracts would be. And so we did go ahead and budget for that in 2024, even though uh, a lot of that cost probably would come out in 2025. If we do have a new fleet of golf carts that we discussed, uh, do think it makes the most sense to go ahead and purchase those in 2024 uh, because we think the trade-in value of them would go down and the cost of the carts would go up when we need the funds in 2025. So we, even though it is a big expense, we think it's best to do that now. Uh, new snowcat that we talked about. Uh, we have some vehicles uh, and equipment uh, already looking to, uh, as soon as you guys approve this, we found uh, a <laughs> van for our community programming department that they are eager to sign the contract on, but we said we need to wait until we have board approval this evening uh, to do that. It would be delivered then in 2024. Uh, building and maintenance, uh, I say routine, you know, if there's a lot of routine items that we do on those facilities, I kind of lump that in as about a $200,000 item. Uh, a remodel of whole 13 restrooms, uh, renovation of the lawn and wedding area, tennis center, uh, interior remodel, that would be uh, the majority of the project would probably be completed in first and second quarters of 2024, so we're ready for opening. Uh, we did talk about uh, any enhancements that the VRD would want to do as the town rebuilds uh, the restrooms and uh, really going to turn into a little bit of a storage building for the VRD uh, at the athletic field. Um, of note, we have zero uh, budgeted for the Dobson renovation because we think that all of the costs for the starting of that would be funded by the town of Vail in 2024. Our contribution uh, would come in 2025. And then we did allow for a 15% contingency of all these costs that adds up to about 600,000. So questions on capital expenses before I move into kind of where that puts us at the end of the day with fund balance. What do they use the van for the community programming van? We take trips to Denver, take trips to take, we go down the ferry caves in Glenwood, go all kinds of places. Is it like that for camp or? Oh, okay. it's for camp. Yeah. Gotcha. We do sometimes do some kid zone trips, but not a lot. It's mainly for camp. Gotcha. Don't we still and have a fleet of at least four vans? Yes. We're getting rid of one of them. We're replacing the oldest one with a new van. Thank you. Yep. So we have, we have Ford Windstars. Um, no. They're all, like they're not all Windstars, but they're pretty comparable. Because I've seen a few of them just last week, actually. They were shuttling the children around after school or something. But yeah, they're, they're not all the same, um, but we are moving to that lower profile instead of the high profile. So... And I wanted to bring up one extra thing that Eric didn't have in his in his summary there. We just completed a renovation of T-Walk 7. 
Um, we got uh, Total Turf was still in town working at um, Down Valley. Um, so we didn't have any mobilization costs or lodging costs. So what we did was made uh, 7T instead of two tiers. If you remember, the back was up and the front was down. Yeah. We leveled it out so it's all at one level. It gives us about 20 feet more of teen space. And we're able to take it a little wider too. Um, I went to the hole and it, it came out fabulous in my opinion. You can see um, from 190 yards back, you can see the hole. So um, it gives us a lot more flexibility in teen space because that's, that's a tough space because it gets so much shade and it gets a lot of play. Um, so hopefully that'll help improve our playability of that, of that tee. And the other thing that played into that was that was all under one irrigation zone. Yeah, I saw that. The, the, the front cooks and the back is always wet. So now we have two zones so we can make that tee box most excellent. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of golf, the uh, asphalt loop, did, did that get resurfaced this last year or is, no. is it going to... Is it on a capital list, or is that an operating list? Or <laughs> the tough part with that is every time we're getting ready to do that, weather is not cooperating. Temperatures, we have yeah. to have certain temperatures, so it, it's been pushed off again. And, and we we didn't even put it in the 2024 budget. We, we, we couldn't even get the contractor to call us back oh. uh, to try to get them on site. So it's something that we'll continue to evaluate, but the actual ability of, of getting the contractor there in 2024 is questionable. And we're certainly in the mind of we don't want to have construction on the golf course. And so we're, it is not included in the capital list as of now, but I think Obviously, we're going to have to do it eventually, but we would probably look at a 2025 or later budget for that. What is that expense, roughly, you know, to do the whole loop? I'm going to say in the half a million dollar range. 500000 Depends on exactly what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Certain areas, it's a mill and overlay. Yeah. Uh, other layers, it, you know, it depends on where you did. We, we, we used to be doing kind of a section at a time, so not everything has to be done. Right. Uh, but I would have to go back and kind of study that further to remember what that dollar amount is. Okay. So really, what, where does that put the VRD? Uh, Nell, if you scroll down just a little bit, we'll see our fund balance section. So you do see a little bit of changes there. When I pulled out the contingency for HH, that increased uh, the amount of funds we'd have available. Again, all these subject to change based on what the legislature comes um, up with. But overall, we'd be running a budget of $968,000 deficit, mainly due to those high spendings in the capital category. Um, but that does leave with us with about $9 million in fund balance. Uh, we set aside about $3.3 million of that for operations because we have to go several months in the year before we get our first property taxes payments on about March 10th. So we need some funds set aside for operations for cash flow purposes. Uh, we'd have $460,000 set aside for our Tabor emergency reserve. Uh, in our fund balance um, is, a, they call it, still a current asset, but when you have inventory uh, sitting at a food and beverage or a tennis center or a golf or Nordic center uh, that shows as a current asset as part of fund balance, but you have to break it out and say, well, that's not cash available. Yes, it's something that's of uh, current value, but not something that we would have. So we have to set that aside. Um, overall, that leaves us with about four point, just short of uh, 4.9 million in our capital reserve. 
which sounds great until you contemplate uh, a three or as requested six million dollar request for Dobson uh, that would be coming in the next year that takes our capital reserve down dramatically. So we're, we're in good financial shape, but three million dollars for Dobson is going to test our finances, no doubt and even further tested as we start to go into what does the operational side of that mean of it's one thing to put in your capital reserve it's another thing to potentially run larger deficits at dobson while it's under construction while we try to uh, make ice available down valley for part of the year questions from anybody overall i feel comfortable with the budget <coughs> we certainly have some future challenges coming our way uh, we wish, I would just like to say, I think we all wish that we could um, offer some property taxpayer relief in the mill levy, uh, but with the upcoming challenges on the capital side, we really feel that the district needs to leave its, its mill levy uh, at the levels that it is. When, when do we get the new golf carts? Is that spring? It will be spring, correct. Will they have all the bells and whistles that are current? Actually, they're going to have uh, the same thing we had uh, this with this last round of fleet, but um, the seats will be improved. So there'll be those. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even know what you call them, but they're kind of saddle seats. Yeah, cushy. Yeah. Yeah. Pseudo bucket. Pseudo bucket. Okay. And lithium batteries. And lithium batteries, correct. Which uh, significantly increases the the cost of the vehicles, but it also uh, significantly release, reduces the amount of attention. <coughs> excuse me those batteries need which will help Alice and her crew out do we have to replace the charging mechanisms in in the yeah. barn okay. yes they'll all come with new charging units that have to be installed and I'm available to help do that <laughs> um, Bob's the one that did that all but uh, luckily before they took them uh, Alice had staff map it all out so everything goes take pictures um, as I look at this budget and this is for people that are listening um, we did increase rates across the board we increased our revenue and even with a point zero point one one seven mill levy increase we still subsidize every program we have and we're running a nine hundred and sixty eight thousand dollar deficit so we we've done well we're running as tight as we can, but um, this is what it takes to run an operation like this and be first class about it. We have um, adopted the proposed fee schedule at last meeting. So at this time, I'd open it up to public input. Uh, is there any public input on the, uh, the proposed budget? Technically, we're opening up a public hearing on that as it's been published in the uh, paper. Okay. We'll change it to a public hearing. Nell, anyone on the uh, Zoom land for this? I see no one in the audience. So I'll close public hearing and entertain a motion to approve the budget as presented. Subject to any changes made by the legislature or final assessed valuation. Subject to changes made by legislature, changes were necessitated by legislative action or something like yep. that. Yeah, and and final assessed valuation figures. All right. You can certainly say so moved if you'd like. 
John's on it. Uh, okay. Mr. Chairman, I move that we approve the proposed 2024 budget um, subject to any changes necessitated by legislative action and the final assessed valuations. I'll second. Yep. I have a move by John and a second by Molly. Any further discussion? Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. 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 I also am in favor. Those opposed? It is unanimous. Eric, I, I thank you for your hard work and April also. Next item on the agenda is, um, do you want to go over that little employee housing update, Mike, or are we set with that? Uh, I think I can give you a, a quick one. Yeah, um, I found out that, um, you know, we, we are looking to purchase three, three units in the Timber Ridge uh, neighborhood apartment complex. They are two, two bedrooms and then one studio. Um, I think the board has directed us to see if we might be able to get uh, more one bedrooms or studios as opposed to two bedrooms, so we'll keep looking at that. I found out that our earnest money is due May 1st, uh, and at that time we'll have a GMP and also HOA costs to go with that, so we should know a final price. Um, so I guess it, it could fluctuate from what we were told between now and then, but by the time we sign a contract, we should have a GMP. Uh, staff will be putting together some recommendations on how we uh, apportion those units to staff and different layers of tiers on, on what staff is considered first and rental rates and we'll, we'll come up with all that. But uh, we were thinking that would be soon because the project was approved uh, yesterday actually, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday with, um, with uh, DRB but we'll have a little bit more time since May 1st will be our, be our date, so. Does that need, John, does that need to go to the council for? Well, yeah, the overall project, that, that for me is probably occurring near the end of this month into the beginning of next month. Yeah, okay. But the council will have long approved the, the project moving forward by the time we, this May date. Yes. Numbers. Any other questions for Mike? Officers, committees, staff, and professional consultants. Um, the executive director report, which you have in front of you, and for those of you out in TV land, it's available on the website um, in advance. You can read it, or you can request that we uh, mail you a copy, fax you a copy. Mike, any highlights that you'd like to uh, point out? Well, um, I do want to point out when the uh See, let me get to sports. Um, Nell, help me out, please. When is the, our next race is December 10th, correct? Uh, yes. The ugly sweater run will be December 10th. Um, that'll be held here in Vail. Hopefully uh, the board can come out and watch that and we just wanna pump it up to uh, the community out there. I think the biggest thing I wanna do instead of going through this report is to present a video to you. Um, it is on Alice Plain and her getting the Warren Smith Award for the PGA of Colorado. It's
probably the um, one of the two highest awards that the PGA presents, and Alice has won that award. It's for the breadth of her uh, work in in the PGA and in the golf industry, everything from teaching to to um, mentoring to all kinds of things. And so we'll watch this video. I think is appropriate for you guys to see. My name's Alice Plain. I'm the director of golf at the Vail Golf Club here in Vail, Colorado. So 2022 was busy. It was a great season. It's so exciting to see so many women and girls getting into the game and certainly juniors. Uh, COVID really changed our golf industry and it's, and we saw it here at the Vail Golf Club. We, we had so many ladies wanting to learn the game, come back to the game, play the game. We had our junior camps were all, you know, busy, full. Uh, we had waiting lists and uh, so many people out playing golf. It was, it was a fun summer. It's exciting. Yeah, it was a real honor to win the Warren Smith Award. Uh, junior golf has always been such a big part of my life as a PGA member and in my career. And uh, I came to the Vail Golf Club 15 years ago and we didn't really have any junior programs. So we, we started with very little and we have grown our junior programs exponentially in the last 15 years. And um, you know, the kids are the best. I mean, I'd rather work with work with kids and seniors, to be honest, but love the kids and uh, this award was very meaningful to me and uh, certainly to my staff. Uh, we have won awards in the past uh, and it's, but the Warren Smith, it's really, uh, it's really cool to win that award. As far as accomplishments, you know, one of the things I really enjoy is, is spending time and mentoring our interns and young staff. So one of my staff members that had been with us for 10 years, he was my head professional. He actually took another job at Red Sky Ranch. And uh, I'm super proud of him, we'll miss him, but you know, it's been fun to watch him grow up and you know, mature as a PGA professional. He's an exceptional young man. and. I'm sure he'll do very well. So that was probably my my biggest thing. It's hard to have him leave, but we'll miss him tremendously, but it's pretty neat what he's doing. Gosh, I, there's so many. There's so many good memories over the past 25 years being a PGA member. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, the biggest thing, again, it goes back to working with all these young people and, and watching them grow and mature and becoming young men and women and being successful in their own careers. I think that that really is so meaningful to me. And uh, I can't think of one particular moment, but it's, uh, it's really rewarding and enjoyable to see these young people succeed. Alice and I have worked together for better part of a decade now, and um, and she's sh she's taken me under her wing the whole time. When I came to the Vail Golf Club, I mean, I was 19 years old and an intern, like I didn't know a whole lot about the game, and she's been instrumental in my development as a PGA professional, as a leader at the facility, and just as a good person. Um, so. 
Alice, within the operation, she gives her staff a lot of uh, freedom to run the operation as they see fit. Again, she's there for guide guidance and she's there to, sit, to clarify policies, but she truly does give you the power as a, as a manager, as a golf professional to run the operation and to learn and grow from your mistakes, which happen every day within any industry, but especially the golf industry as well. Some days when you're in the in the trenches as a PGA professional, it can seem overwhelming and you, you wear so many different hats, but uh, it, you know, that's what makes this particular career and job so exciting is there is so much variety and it's, it's important to remember that you're in the job of recreation. You're, you're helping people have a good time on their free time and, and recreating. So I think that's a really special part of our career. And uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to remember that, that we're in the job of providing recreation and helping people have a, a good time and enjoy the game of golf. And uh, what a cool thing to be able to be in a career that's a sport be able to play golf and share that with others. So I would highly suggest sticking with the PGA and, and uh, doing what you can and have a great career. Okay, it's mine. Quite an honor and quite a, quite a nice piece put together there. Yeah, she had another piece that was put together for the actual awards ceremony. It was pretty nice. Um, again, these, this is nice for the Vail Golf Club. We're certainly proud of Alice, but it gives us a lot of exposure. And, and uh, you know, Trey run, won an award, uh, West <coughs> Chapter Award this year as well. So Vail Golf Club is in good hands. Good. That's it, sir. Any, uh, <coughs> any questions on the executive director's report? If not, we'll move on to board member input. <clears throat> and since I can't remember who went first last time, that defaults back to me to go first. Um, I would like to mention uh, the Ugly Sweater Holiday Run, September 10th of December. If you have an ugly sweater, fine. If you don't, please donate food and or toys at any VRD facility starting after Thanksgiving. This is what you can do as a community to help um, help those in the community market and uh, needing toys and food. So please mark your calendar after Thanksgiving. Um, let's, uh, let's donate heavily and um, dig out that ugly sweater. The other thing I was thinking and we talked about last time was water. You and April were going to get with me or get with us as to how we consume water at our courses whether it's metered correctly, whether it's potable, whether it's... I want it. I know you are. Just wanted to <laughs> let you know it didn't slip my mind. So now I'll go to the left. Molly? Wow, what an honor. Um, I had the good fortune of attending the MMA fight last month, <laughs> and it's not something I would have expected to find myself at, but I have to say it is such a cool event to have in the Valley because it's something completely different. You know, we so often we kind of skip over our off seasons. We just finish our summer and we wait for the winter. But man, what a cool thing to offer um, to just give somebody, you know, just some total variety. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. 
Good. Thank you, John. Nothing further for me today. Thank you. Jason. Yeah, I'd like to thank April, Mike, all the staff heads for getting all the budgets together, having it really organized for, uh, and Eric as well, <laughs> always Eric. <laughs> But uh, having it all organized for that last meeting and then we come here today and uh, still very good. Thank you very much for that. And uh, also four races in the schemo and the uphill. So get those skis waxed up and sign up for those events, please. Yeah, Thanks. they're fun. Those events are fun. We'll see Bob in that uphill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet you at the top. Um, I'm sure you will. Leave yourself plenty of time for me to get there. Um, Kirk. Uh, just a couple of thank yous. One to Nell and her staff for all the great graphics and promotions and veil daily ads that she does. It's really a professional uh, presentation. So thank you for putting the VRD out there in the public. Also, uh, the racing series this summer has been very successful with uh, record runners and, and awards. And uh, it's a really key part of the summer recreation program here in the Valley. Um, third thing is uh, my two boys who are 37 and 38 now attended uh, Red Sandstone, all of the VRD after school programs and all the athletic uh, things that are going on. So hats off to Joel and his staff for uh, programming all of that. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, as you know, I'm a pickleball player and we had an amazing summer in terms of the pickleball program. Um, and it's going to continue on into the winter here with indoor play at Red Sandstone. Uh, just a note out to the, to the public, it's on the VRD website. So uh, that's all I have. I wanted to throw in one more thing, as, as Kirk mentioned, Joel. Um, for those of you that don't know, Joel is on the Battle Mountain coaching staff for the soccer team. Huh? They just won the state championship. So um, they're having a parade tomorrow at 3.30 down in Edwards, so if you can make that. Um, but we're going to try to go down and support Joel. We're very proud of the work that he does. And I think it's, I think it's cool that uh, VRD staff members get involved with the schools. Jared's, uh, you know, Jared... Benicki's very involved with um, Home State Pete School and with the high school as well, coaching cross country and track. And so we're very proud of those guys for doing that. Very good. What's next? Move to adjourn the meeting, Bob. Second. All those in favor, aye. 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 Thanks for joining us.